0: Hi there, and thank you for joining us for this Christmas Eve episode of Conversations with Father Greg. Let me start off by wishing you all a Merry Christmas. In this episode, we have a homily for Friday, December 24th, 2021. Let's begin with a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Luke writes, In those days... This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for sharing your Christmas with us this year. Have you ever thought about all the things that interrupt our daily routine? The telemarketers call at an inopportune time, eyeing the dashboard clock as you creep through traffic on your way to a meeting or appointment. Another frustrating and unwelcomed announcement from the government just a few days before Christmas all can be frustrating and disruptive, but despite this, interruptions are not always a bad thing. In fact, if we let them, sometimes they can help lead us to some very welcomed surprises. Our day can be interrupted by any number of things and in a wide variety of ways, from something minor to things that are far more extreme. But this is not a new phenomenon. Scripture is peppered with stories in which people's lives are interrupted in a variety of ways. In fact, the entire Christmas story is right, with examples in which people's everyday lives were interrupted in some way or another. It began when Gabriel appeared to a man named Zechariah. Gabriel's first words to Zechariah were, be not afraid, because he knew that his appearance would be so far out of Zachariah's normal experience that it would be overwhelming. Gabriel went on to tell Zechariah that he and his wife would have their lives turned upside down with the birth of a son, despite their advanced age. Their son would prepare people for the next great thing that God was about to do. But Gabriel wasn't finished, not by a long shot. Next, he appeared to Elizabeth's young cousin, Mary. Once again, his first words to the young woman were, Be not afraid. He went on to tell her that she would partner with God in a whole new way. She would give birth to the Son of God, the Messiah. That is all backstory to what we read today in Luke's Gospel. Our reading for today opens by telling us that Emperor Augustus demanded a census requiring everyone to return to their hometown to be registered. History tells us that this census, like many, had financial implications not just for Mary and Joseph, but for everyone. One of the primary purposes of the census was for taxation purposes. Then, like now, taxes seldom go down, so the news of this census was less than good news. For Mary and Joseph, there would have been another layer. We're told that Mary and Joseph had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be registered. That's 90 miles or almost 145 kilometers. This would likely have been done by foot and would have taken roughly five days. Keep in mind, Mary was pregnant. And she wasn't just pregnant, she was almost due to deliver her baby. So describing Mary's journey to Bethlehem as less than ideal is an understatement in the extreme. We begin to see that the Roman registration is something that disturbed everyday life. For many, it would have been a profound inconvenience. And yet, in the middle of this, God showed up in the form of a helpless infant lying in a manger. Next, we're introduced to the shepherds. We're told that they were going about their business tending flocks of sheep in nearby fields when the night sky broke open with light. New Testament scholar Sarah Heinrich describes the scene this way. The scene shifts to outlying fields where shepherds are watching their flocks during the night. Here, apart from kings and governors, Apart even from the devout Mary who had received the promise of a child to sit on David's throne, came brilliant, enveloping light. One angel with a clear message, followed by a chorus of these messengers from God, just blows the shepherds right out of the fields. There is light to lighten their darkness. Once again, angels disrupted the shepherds' routine with a message that began, Do not be afraid. Luke goes on to tell us that the shepherds felt compelled to go and investigate the cause of this angelic oracle. Luke tells us that after the shepherds encountered the baby in the manger, they made known what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. Each year at Christmas, we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus in a small town called Bethlehem. Christian scripture teaches us that baby is the very essence of God's creative power distilled into human form. At Christmas, we're reminded that in the body of Jesus Christ, God walked among us, healing the sick, and nourishing people's minds and spirits. Each year, at Christmas, we're reminded that God is not confined to an altar, a temple, or a church. God is not the property of the religious establishment. At Christmas, we're reminded that God is on the move, seeking us out so that we might have a relationship with God. As we read Luke's Gospel, we're also reminded that this idea of God seeking out humanity is not always convenient. In fact, it's something that threatens to disrupt our daily lives and routines in ways that we never expect. And yet, somehow it remains wonderful, miraculous, and offers to enrich our lives with profound meaning. You see, at Christmas, we are reminded that God not only joins with us, but in the person of Jesus Christ, we are invited to partner with God. Through this partnership, we will see things, we will do things, and we will experience things that exceed our wildest imaginations. Just ask the shepherds. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, your birth at Bethlehem draws us to kneel in wonder at heaven-touching earth. We invite you to touch our lives anew and accept our heartfelt praise as we worship you, our Savior and our eternal God. Amen.